Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hover, and this is a very special book launch party episode that I'm really excited to dive into. My brand new book, The Choose You Now Diet, which is kind of the companion piece to the Choose You Now podcast, is officially publishing on December 21st. So I'm here joined by my amazing producers, Sanford and Adam, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about this new book. Hi guys. So Adam, and, Adam and I both have the book. I don't know if you can hear, but I'm leafing through the book as we speak. I don't know if you <laughs> Leafing, <to> nice. <laughs> I'm leafing through the book. <laughs> so we love this book. We, we love it. I love all the books you write. I really, really do. What inspired, because I remember when you told me about the book, we, you were working on the book right when we started talking about the podcast, if I'm not mistaken. It sort of happened concurrently, right? So what inspired this? Because you've written, you've written a lot of other books. What inspired this one? This is the book I've always wanted to write. I mean, quite literally from when I was a little girl, my story is, I talk about my story and how I became passionate about food and diet and body image and my personal journey that was really kind of, you know, interesting growing up in Los Angeles as a dancer and an actress. And I was on a mission my whole life to figure out what it means to be on a healthy diet, what it means to be comfortable and happy in my body and how to inspire change. And so it's evolved out of years. Now I've been a dietitian for 17 years, but I was a personal trainer for many, many years, like 12 years before that. So I've been in the health and fitness industry for 25 years now, which is crazy. Cause I started when I was five, obviously. And exactly. so, I, I was about to say something similar. <laughs> not to date myself, but yes, <laughs> but it's been a literally my entire life journey and it's summed up in this book. So basically it evolved out of my experience and then how I've worked with all, I've worked with hundreds of clients now one-on-one -on -one, and then thousands of people through my audiences and, you know, the people we've talked to, through doing the TV show, what would you gonna do, and doing all the, the Facebook, all of that, all of these conversations and experiences and journeys that I've been privy to and been been honored to be a part of, is evolved into this conversation and evolved into the concept of choose you now, and it's about a mindful approach. It's about really truly going within and listening to our body's signals and also navigating it from the most health promoting perspective and all these conversations that have become very deep. I get very, very close to my clients. It's a very intimate setting and that's why I won't take any client. I want to make sure it's a good fit because we get so close and intimate. I'm so vested in their success and their long-term success so that they lose weight for the last time. The subtitle of this book is lose weight for the last time with a proven plan and 75 delicious nutritious recipes. So it's a very deeply personal and very experiential book for me. And then of course, 75 more recipes to add to the repertoire. Amazing. I mean, this is a really trite question. Um, and you answered it a little bit, but like, you know, there are so many cookbooks out there. Why this one? I mean, I know why I know why I would, would get this book, but what, what, what is different about this, this cookbook that, that what, what do you offer that others don't? Well, I think it's my 25 years in the business. Like I'm not just a, I'm not just a recipe. I'm not actually a recipe developer. It's kind of funny. I was, I was kind of pushed into that role by writing books, but as a dietitian, you're trained, you know, about medical nutrition therapy and biochemistry and microbiology and all these really fascinating scientific subjects. Whereas I've learned from the academic perspective and then been able to apply those principles in real life 
And then because it's not, you're not a science experiment, we are not, you know, machines, we are biological and psychological and social beings that are in this environment that is so overwhelmed with temptation and bad ideas about food and, you know, and constant social bombardment of messaging. So I've learned to navigate all of that with my conversations just with clients. So I take the scientific approach, but I also have 25 years of dealing with humanity and dealing with the world around us and all the situations. I've been with my clients on, you know, many vacations. My client was texting me from uh, France today on route to Africa. And like, I've got clients all over the world that I've worked with in all sorts of situations. And I think I have all of that experience that has guided me and is infused into this, this book. And it's, you know, of course my recipes are whole food plant-based, which I'm so passionate about because I've seen so many extraordinary health benefits and people recover from things I never thought possible. And so I apply them in ways that I find delicious. And I'm excited because, again, not trained as a chef, but really excited that over the years, you know, I've been able to, you know, appease a lot of palates with similar similar um, desires. And then now I have this recipe tester. So I've had people testing these recipes now. So I've gotten, I think I've honed this craft, hopefully. I hope. I mean, I don't want, I'm humble in my uh, I'm very confident in my nutrition dietitian skills. I'm not as confident in my culinary skills, but um, I do I do love all the recipes in this book too. I mean, I will say I have made recipes from your cookbooks, and every time I make them, I think, oh, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine, and they're always really, really good. And it's almost like you don't know. I think. You talked about in in the December Q and A, like putting sauce on vegetables to make them more appealing for our palates. And I think what you do so well is, in a way, and I hope this is right in saying this, you mask the fact that what we're eating is healthy because it tastes so good. That's what you do so well, honestly. And so, um, you know, whenever you release a cookbook, I'm almost I'm always there for it. I am making the Tex-Mex. Uh, stuffed peppers, page one twenty three. Those are so good. Those are so good. That we Sanford, that is like the best compliment you could have possibly give me. I mean, because I want delicious. I want nutritious to taste delicious. That is everything. Because then, how else does someone stick to it? So thank you. And you're not even based by definition. So that's even a bigger compliment. I mean, it just they're just they're really good, and they're also because I'm not a cook. I'm really not great in the kitchen. I can barely make toast. And your the recipes really are. They're not hard and. Um, and I also, you know, I also, I often find that like when, when cookbooks say, you know, your prep time is 10 minutes and your cook time is 45, it never works out that way, but yours always work out that way, which I really, really appreciate. So that's, that's, Yay. I, I just love that. So, so in the book, you write that there are 10 tenets for life-changing weight loss and life-changing health gain. So we don't have to spend a ton of time in this, but I'm really curious for you to talk about each one. You can talk about them quickly because I really want the listeners to know what those tenets are. Yeah, I mean, this is what I wrote this uh, ebook called The 10 Tenets to Sustainable Weight Loss. And I did a weight loss support group highlighting it. It's just basically a summary. It was almost like an outline of 10 things that we really touch on. And that's what we talk about. I, go, I deep dive into this in the book. I deep dive into this when I do my groups, which I'm starting one in January, if you guys are interested. Um, but the 10, just the overall skeleton is number one, the most important one is find your purpose. Why do you want this? You have to want it to make a change. I've learned that over the years. Hard hammered into my brain. You can't make someone want to, to change their diet. It has to come from within. Number two is choose your goal weight. Choose what weight you want to be. And I have objective parameters, but there's a subjective component 
that I use with my clients to determine their ideal body weight for them. The third one is what is your timeline? Do you want to do this quick? Rip off the band-aid, get it done, or do you want to slow tip-wise, you know, take your time and do a little bit more gently? We have those options. The fourth one is, of course, eat plants, whole plants, nothing but the plants, so help your health. <laughs> the fifth one is hunger and satiety. We go within, it's mindfulness. When are you truly hungry and when are you just satisfied? That's huge, the hardest thing I've had to learn and teach my clients. And so I've done exercises and I've, I've learned how to implement some tools in order to bring that and make that into a new habit. Then there's don't break the seal. That's, I have a video on breaking the seal and we talk about what that is, here. Wait, what does that mean? If you have that first bite, it's over. So like if you're, we have a plan. Oh, don't break this. Don't break the seal. I got it. I got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once you break the seal, it's so hard to, to put it back up again. So I have some strategies to help with that as well. Cause I, I've seen that a lot with myself and with my clients as well. And then I say, stop counting. So I'm the dietitian that doesn't count. And I get a lot of slack. A lot of dietitians have ousted me. I don't fit in with any dietitians because I'm a plant-based and then the ones that are, I don't count or calculate or measure away. Um, so I talk about why we're going more mindful, more intuitive rather than counting. I, the, the eighth tenant is to set a schedule. We schedule everything is, is very, very objective and fitting into your life. And then volume. So it's about volume. And the last one is a little bit about monotony. And like sometimes the fewer food decisions you have to make, the easier the process is. So I talk about that too. Those are the 10 tenets in a nutshell. You know, I met, I, the, the listeners don't care about me, but I like to think that Adam and I, in a way, are the listeners, like in a way. So just you'll bear with me for a second. But um, so I, I've been going to the gym because for a lot of the pandemic, I was sedentary and I hated it. And my diet, you would have cringed if I told you what I ate. Um, it involved a lot of Malmars in a very, very short period of time. We're not sponsored by Malmars, but if Malmars wants to sponsor us, they can. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, um, and so we, we moved. And so it was much easier for me to get to the gym because I really do love the feeling of, of movement. Right. And so I decided that I wanted to start seeing a, a trainer as I have in the past, which I've loved it. And so I was hooked up with this trainer at my gym and all the tenants that you essentially just spoke of, he asked me, right? You know, wh what is your timeline? How much weight do you want to lose? All, all of that kind of stuff. And um, it just got me, it got me thinking about food because of course the nutrition comes into play. And I, and I, and I quoted you when I said, you know, I know I cannot out exercise a bad diet, which, which I learned from you. I mean, I knew it, but I, you're the first person who ever told that to me. And so it's just, it's just f making, good food and movement as part of your fabric in your lifestyle is I think the hardest thing to do. But once you've sort of navigated it, I think it's the most gratifying. hundred percent. Adam, what are you, are you, Adam, you have your hand raised. Yeah. I'll simply put my piece in here for like two minutes because I think do. I could sum it up well. First of all, listeners, I'm not plant-based. I've learned a hell of a lot through this show, through listening to everything Every episode you listen to, I'm also monitoring and listen to. I edit it later. I have learned about this train of thought, which never entered my mind really prior to this. I have also struggled with weight. I have just roller coaster. I mean, I entered college at 160. At one point in college, I was 210. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, we monitor video while we're recording these. The jaws in the room dropped. Now, during the pandemic, I got back into the best shape of my life, but I let it creep back up. 
all through that, I've been looking for different things and different ways to cook. I happen to enjoy it. I learned to cook over an open flame outside, so I understand how it's done. I don't screw it up most of the time. And that's handy because you don't need to be that level of cooking skill to go through any of these. And to back up what Sanford said, some of these uh, end up tasting really fantastic, even if you don't know what you're doing at all. Obviously, if you do, it helps. Case in point. Um, and they're also very portable. Like the other day I was feeling a curry. I was looking at the Thai green curry. This is page number 54 in the book for anybody listening to this later. And I thought, wow, this is great. I want to have this curry. And then I looked down the list and I was like, ah, shit. Cause I like looked in the pantry and the fridge and I was like, well, I don't have cashews, coconut extract. I don't have shallots. I don't have red bell pepper. I don't have an eggplant. I do not have uh, bok choy. And by the way, I also don't have a broccoli floret. So instead, I was like, well, what am I going to do? That doesn't sound like uh, the ingredients for this. So I flipped the page a couple. I went to 59 and I found a peanut butter vegetable curry. I'm like, all right, well, that's curry again. I do have a can of coconut milk, but I don't have any peanut butter. So I'm like, all right, what can I do between these two recipes? So like see kind of how she's putting it together, see how it's cooked and see what spices tend to work. And I had like 70% of it. So I replaced some things. I threw in some coconut milk. I had a can of uh, pumpkin because we just came out of Thanksgiving and I got like six cans of pumpkin I got to get rid of. And that's plant, right? So I ended up putting it all together. And it ended up being really fantastic to the point that I took a picture of the food. I'll take pictures of food. But I took a picture of the first amalgam of recipes that I crafted from this book. This is all to say that you don't have to be plant-based right now to, to like get some real utility out of some of these recipes. And you don't have to be Gordon Ramsay to do it. I also, final point, really enjoy books on food and nutrition that begin with the science. When I wanted to get down from the heights of my weight, the first book somebody recommended to me was called The Obesity Code. That was an insult. I read it. I learned a lot about hormonal impacts of food and timing of food on weight gain and weight retention. Through this podcast, I've learned a lot about the science of going plant-based and how that is great. And you will get some of that if you begin this book by reading the freaking book. It's not a book of recipes that you just flip open to when it's time to cook a meal. There's more to it in the front. I don't know how many pages of it. I think it's like 40 pages of science before you even get into the 75 recipes. I'd encourage you to read through it. It's a good education. You don't have to listen through the last 80 episodes of this or however many we've done, 50 uh, of this show to like get what you can get from this. That is my recommendation. And now I will back back out and go to the editing room floor. But, but Adam, I think brings up a good point because again, Adam mentioned we are not plant-based, right? But, but we often talk about dipping our toes into eating plant-based. And Johnny, I don't know if we said it, you said it to me privately or on the show. I think it might have been both. But you've said, you know, try eating one meal a day or a week. Make it a plant-based meal. Like to sort of dip your toe into it. And to me, this is the best way to do it. I refer you to page 106, chili cheese fries. I'm being serious. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I just think, I just think, because we could all eat better. We could all eat better because eating, because it's, you know, like Adam said, you've taught us that our diet is so important. And actually, this brings me to a question, though, that I really want to know what you think. You know, our relationship with food is so incredibly important, right? So how so many of us have a negative relationship with food. So how do we turn that around? That is the whole point of the book <clears throat> is to change and transform our relationship to food and our bodies. And so thank you for asking that question. You know, if you look at food as nourishment, 
which is what it really is essentially. And you start nourishing yourself with healthy, wholesome foods. You start to feel better. And it's kind of like this win-win relationship that takes place. It's, it's like this, this cycle that takes place is the more you eat nourishing foods, the better you feel, the more you want to eat nourishing foods, the better you feel. it keeps going and going and going. And I really, my goal, like I said, this has been a lifelong dream to write this book because my journey was to get rid of the guilt and shame and regret that comes with food and diet and weight. And that was what I grew up around. And it has taken me all these years, decades to understand it. And so I try with my client conversations to remove that and to fill the space with good things and positive things. And what are you doing for yourself? And again, we always come back to mindfulness and being in the moment. We talk a lot about that on the show here. It's all about you know, choosing you, choosing to nourish yourself. And if you have a day of deliciousness, you sk- you want to have a day of deliciousness, you schedule the day of deliciousness and then you enjoy every damn bite. It's not like guilt about it. You planned to have this treat, this deliciousness. So it's about removing the guilt and shame and going back within and really making decisions conscientiously rather than as a, a circumstance, you know, being uh, intentional in your approach. And, and, but for those of us who, for those of us who have an unhealthy relationship, for those of us who, who need to turn the corner, what is like the, what is one thing, one, something that is really effective and easy to do to sort of start a healthy relationship with our meals? Decide what you want. What do you want? How do you choose you now? What do you want from your food? What, what do you want your relationship to look like? Define it. You know, words are extraordinarily powerful and everything that exists in this world started from an idea and a thought. But once you put it into words, write it down, write your why. The first exercise I have all my clients do is write down exactly what you want and what it looks like and why. What does it mean to you? And it, it could be as deep as I want to be there for my children and be active with my children to something as superficial. And it's not superficial because it matters to you as I want to look good in my bikini on the beach next. doesn't matter what resonates for you because it has to be for you. And then you make decisions every day, every decision that you make for you. And that strengthens the esteem building. You're building your esteem by choosing you. And that, and then slowly, slowly, you start to build up this more um, trust and faith in your own esteem and in your own decision-making so that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You become what you want to become and you put those words into action. And so it really, it doesn't matter. I love what you just said though. It, it could be deep or surfacy that's not for anyone to say it's whatever motivates you which i love that's very interesting that's very interesting i love it okay um in the book you write that we eat to celebrate to mourn to entertain to socialize to bond to acculturate and to cope for comfort for love for family for tradition and for fun so what you're saying is food is everywhere all the time can you talk about that because for some reason that really resonated with me. It really did. Food is the center by which all socialization takes place. It is breaking bread. That's what my TEDx talk was about. Food is so deeply embedded in us that to say to someone, cut out meat can be like debilitating. What are you talking about? That is how my mother showed me. She loved me. She would make me, you know, ribs for blah, blah, blah. Like there's so many deep, deep, deep connections to food. It is way more than just nourishment. And so 
because of all of this, because of those deep-seated things, that's why everything I learned in graduate school and my internship was just the science, had nothing to do with how we deal with the psychology and the sociology of the real world. And that is why what I've added to this book is how you deal with those situations to empower you. Like, I don't want to take anything away from you. I don't want to like make you do something that's disresonant or uncomfortable for you. I want you to find joy and find your new stories and your new love and your new relationships with your food in that you are choosing yourself and you are doing the best that you can to nourish your mind, body, spirit going forward and your relationships as well. But it is a very deep-seated thing. I don't take it lightly. It's not like I could just say, go eat this, this, and this, which is why I refuse to give my clients meal plans. No, I want you to make it work for you and your traditions and your comfort zone that will give you the results that you want and be nourishing for your entire self. Amazing. I love it. Um, this is great. I, 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 I think the book, you should be so proud. I think the book is, is special. I think it's surprising. I think, um, you know, I, I don't expect, there are recipes in here that you wouldn't expect from a plant-based author, which is really wonderful. And photography is beautiful. Um, I think Adam um, made a really good point of saying too, like, you know, the first 40 or so pages of the book are really, really interesting to read. And by the way, guys, it's, it's also a very quick read. Um, you're not bogged down. It's, it's, it's sort of written the way you speak, which I think is really fun. Um, before we go, what are your favorite recipes in the book? And for our listeners, you know, tell them page numbers as well. Thank you so much for saying that, Sam. For you, that's like you know, you make a book and you put your, especially this one. It really is my heart and soul, and it is my voice. Like I usually have to be more sciencey, or I have, for the idiots guys, I had to be very templated. And this is the first time where I get to really be me, and I'm so grateful that you pointed that out. Thank you. For, and that you see it because you know me so well. You've known me for so many years and that means the world to me. So thank you. I have so many favorite recipes in here, you guys. I mean, like I told everyone I gained 10 pounds writing this book because I was like eating like there was no tomorrow and I had to like have a deadline. So, but I really, there are some that I keep eating. So let's see. One of my favorites of all, you said the chili cheese fries. I love that. But I also love these bowls. I did. So it's pots, pans, plates, and power bowls because bowls don't doesn't start with a P. And so in the Power Bowl section, my favorites are, I have this um, tempeh Reuben salad. Oh my God. And I came up with this potatoes, potato croutons. And I say, my tagline is, this is the best thing since sliced bread because it tastes like I have rye potato croutons. I have cheesy rosemary croutons and they go in these different bowls and they are, and you could eat them with this. I ate them just, I ate tons of potato croutons by themselves. So that was one. I love the polenta with red wine glazed mushrooms. I like the Athena Greek bowl because it's like Athena was what I wanted to name my daughter. She's so glad I didn't because it's the goddess of, of wisdom. I, so she's Maya instead. And I have this, um, my best friend makes me this Koresh egg gourmet zabzi, Persian fresh herb stew that I translated and made it plant-based. Um, oh my gosh. There's a nacho soup. There's a peanut butter, another peanut, the peanut butter vegetable curry you, you said. I, I don't know, you guys. Baba Ganoushka was fun. Spaghetti squash lasagna I've made now. I made a sag paneer. I attempted some Indian cuisine. Oh my, you guys, honestly, I'm, I'm actually very excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I think it's great. Like I said, I think you should be very proud. And, um, and yeah, I just think it's, it's a great book. And um, I was so excited. I got it. Adam and I got it before you got it, yes! which is great. But really, she'd be so proud. Everyone should pick it up. It's just, it is chock full, oh my God, of leafy green love. 
Thank you so much, you guys. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to put my baby in the world. And um, yes, thank you so much for your analysis. I didn't even like ask you guys to say any of that, but you just made my day. So thank you. And uh, yeah, check it out. The Choose You Now Diet signing off with lots of leafy green love. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, become a member of our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash choose you now. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash choose you now to have access to wildly fabulous exclusive content. Please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with your questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.